I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Madigan, and you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Hello, my friends. I hope you are all doing well this week. I am sitting down after a long day of work and lots of research with a very well-deserved glass of wine, and I am ready to talk about what is in the news with you all. So I wanted to start the week by talking about the attack of Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband. On Monday morning, October 28th, a 42-year-old Canadian citizen gained entry into the home of Nancy and Paul Pelosi in San Francisco. Paul was awoken by the intruder who was asking him repeatedly, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Which sounds so fucking terrifying. I cannot tell you. I've probably said this on the show about a million times, but one of my biggest fears in my life has been being abducted, whether by aliens, by humans, mostly by humans. I have an image in my head every time I'm home alone of someone being behind the bathroom door or a big one for me is like hiding in the backseat of my car when I'm in the front seat. Like every once in a while when I'm at a red light, 
I'll just like quickly turn my head and look in the seat behind me to make sure no one's like ducked down there hiding. Because I have this image of like stopping my car, putting it in park, and then someone's like hands coming around and grabbing me and me being stuck or walking to my car, having someone underneath it and then grab my fucking feet. Someone told me that when I was really young and I've been really scared to walk up to my car in the dark ever since. So thank you to whoever said that. But another huge fear of mine and something that I've tricked myself with when I've had nightmares or woken up in the middle of the night, I'll like be convinced that I'll see a figure in the room or see a person in the room and be absolutely paralyzed with fear for a second before realizing that it's like just either a trick of my imagination or of sight in the dark and things like that. So imagining being woken by somebody who is clearly not in their right minds, begging you, asking you where your wife is, it truly sounds like something straight out of a horror movie, which doesn't help since it was October 28th, just a few days before Halloween. Nancy actually wasn't home at the time. She was in Washington, D.C. at the time of the attack, and the 82-year-old Paul was alone in the house. Somehow, Paul was able to convince the perpetrator to let him use the restroom where he was able to contact 911, and when dispatchers overheard a struggle, they immediately sent emergency response and police to the house. When the police arrived, Paul Pelosi actually answered the door, and that was when the perpetrator lunged at and major trigger warning for violence, hit him in the head with a hammer, knocking him unconscious. Can you even imagine? I can't. I can't. I can't and I won't imagine it. So obviously the police just saw everything and they immediately tackled the perpetrator and arrested him. After the arrest, they discovered multiple zip ties, duct tape, white rope, a second hammer, along with rubber and cloth gloves in his backpack. According to investigators, they had also found a list of more potential targets. During the investigation, they found that the perpetrator had planned to take Nancy Pelosi hostage and interrogate her. And while this guy does live in California, I was not aware of that at the time when I was first reading the story. And all I could think is just like, my man, you are a Canadian citizen. This isn't your problem, whatever the Speaker of the House in the United States does. So I guess if he lives in California, it does affect him because he is still living in the United States. But at the time, I was just like, why do you care? Like, what is the big deal? And that was almost more scary to me at the time. And I'm sure that there are Canadians and people in other countries that see certain American political figures as being the enemy, but it just kind of like there was a disconnect there for me a little bit, especially because we always think of Canadians as being so nice. Anyway, the response from the right has been unbelievably disheartening, starting with motherfucking Don Jr. tweeting an image of briefs and a hammer with the caption, got my Paul Pelosi costume ready. Like, how can people be so mean? I cannot imagine anybody on the other side of the aisle, stooping so low as to make a joke of such a recent tragedy of someone who was still struggling in the hospital, who went through something so traumatic, and to make such a disgusting joke about it is just unbelievable. And I mentioned the trauma, and I don't want to forget to mention this during my whole spiel, but I was also thinking about 
the guilt that Nancy must feel because this person came to their home specifically for her. And I can only imagine the level of guilt and shame that I would hold if somebody were to hurt Max because of me for some reason. I would think I I should have been there. I should have taken their place or done something about it. I think we convince ourselves a lot of times that there are ways that we could have fixed a traumatic incident or a mistake after it happened, even though in all actuality, it's just the perpetrator or the offender's fault. And nothing that anyone could have ever done clearly would have changed the outcome of this situation. But I can only imagine the sort of like survivor's guilt that Nancy is feeling right now. But kind of building off of what Don Jr. has tweeted, the right-wing media has been working their butts off to separate themselves from the incident, avoiding taking any responsibility regardless of the fact that it has been proven that the perpetrator recently for right-wing conspiracies, which have been perpetuated by right-wing media companies including QAnon and Pizzagate, which just sounds so fucking stupid. Pizzagate? Come on. They've also used deflection as another tactic, pointing out that people on the left have been violent towards the right, too. And this isn't necessarily wrong. There was a man on the left who opened fire at a baseball game intending to hit a group of Republican congressmen in 2017. And earlier this year, someone went to Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's house and threatened him. But there are big differences and discrepancies in these incidents compared to the acts perpetrated by the far right. Right-wing violence is far more common and far more likely to be fatal than left-wing violence. In the U.S., right-wing extremists are the biggest threat of domestic terrorism and have been since 1994. Also, Democratic and left-wing politicians were quick to denounce the violent behavior perpetrated against their Republican colleagues. One of the offenders was a big fan of Bernie Sanders, and Bernie immediately made a statement saying, I am sickened by this despicable action. Real change can only come about through nonviolent action. Biden stepped forward when the man who threatened Kavanaugh was arrested, demanding higher security for our Supreme Court justices. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think that we would have gotten the same response had it been Donald Trump as the president and one of the Democratic chosen justices was attacked. But that's just me. I also wanted to add that during that last bit, my dog Dorothy decided to jump in my lap and I spilled a little bit of wine and she is licking the table. Hi, sweetie. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And I'm hoping she doesn't start crying wanting to go outside. So if you hear any little sounds, I apologize, but I have my headphones on. I'm going to try to pick up there was a shake. I'm going to try to pick up on as much of it as I can, but I also want to give her some love because I've been gone today, so I apologize for the sound. I read a really great quote in a Guardian article that I will link in the show notes, and they talk a bit about those discrepancies between the responses of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And there was something pointed out in an article from the Guardian that I thought made a really good point as to the almost support of these people on the right who are perpetrating this kind of violence. The author of this article says that because of the right wing's, quote, broad permission structure when it comes to unchecked misogyny, threatening and menacing political opponents, and refusal to forcefully condemn violent acts, these will continually be perpetrated. Today, Thursday, November 3rd, Paul Pelosi was released from the I shit you not, I'm sure I'm living under a rock. 
and I'm so stupid for not knowing that this existed, but he was released from the Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital. Please, Mark Zuckerberg, go away. At the hospital, Pelosi had undergone surgery to recover his fractured skull and injuries to his hands and right arm, which makes me sad because to me that is clearly defensive wounds of some sort. So it's clear that he fought back as well as he could and was so smart to be able to convince you know, the man to let him go to the bathroom in order to contact authorities. All of that was thinking on your feet. So, so smart. I have absolutely no idea how I would behave in circumstances like that. So the perpetrator has been charged with a number of offenses, including attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, residential burglary, threatening a public official, and elder abuse. Now, again, probably living under a rock, probably really stupid. I've heard of elder abuse before, but I wasn't aware that there were such protective laws that were connected to it, and that makes me really happy. So I went on a bit of a side Google to learn a little bit more about that, and I'm going to share it with you all now. Since this man is being uh, prosecuted in California, I looked at everything according to California law, and according to California law, an offender of elder abuse occurs when... A person willfully causes or permits an elder or dependent adult to suffer or inflict unjustifiable pain or mental suffering upon the elder or dependent adult. If a person puts an elder or dependent adult under circumstance or conditions likely to produce great bodily harm or death, willfully cause or permit the elder or dependent adult to be injured, willfully cause or permit the elder or dependent adult to be placed in a situation that endangers their health or willfully cause or permit the elder or dependent adult to be placed in a situation that endangers their health. This was all thanks to the Elder Abuse Act passed in 2017, unfortunately under President Trump. But I guess he did something not terrible. For our next topic, I wanted to come back to highlight the protests in Iran as we are going on six weeks of these protests and more and more continue to happen. And while I want to stay very much informed, I also wanted to keep all of you lovely listeners informed on what's going on as well, because I think this is a very important moment in our world history, especially in women's world history. The Iranian people have staged a new set of protests on Thursday against the government crackdowns after another teenager was killed by security forces. The crackdowns have led to thousands arrested and a reported 277 people killed, with 40 of those victims being under the age of 18 years old. The latest known victim was 18-year-old Momin Zankarimia, who shared the same hometown as Masa Amini, whose death kickstarted all of these protests weeks and weeks ago, and that is the Kurdish area of northern Iran. The trials of five men who have been charged in acts relating to what are being called riots by the Iranian government have begun, and their charges each carry a death sentence if they were to be convicted. Other big news is that a video of prominent Iranian rapper Tumaj Salehi was released which shows what seems to be a forced confession out of him. Tumaj disappeared this past weekend after publicly denouncing the regime and in support of ongoing protests. In an interview with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, he said, 
You are dealing with a mafia that is ready to kill the entire nation in order to keep its power, money, and weapons. That is ballsy and dangerous. U.S.-based campaigner Omid Mamarian said that there was, quote, clear evidence of the use of torture and mistreatment of protesters. The regime is addicted to the inhumane practice of forced confessions. Photos of the rapper after the arrest show him sitting on the ground wearing a blindfold and looking bruised and bloody. Tumaj is one of many prominent figures in Iran to be arrested, including at least 51 journalists, lawyers, civil society, and cultural figures. As always, our hearts and positive vibes, thoughts, prayers, whatever it is that you feel attached to in that way, we send all of that over to the people of Iran who are risking their lives in these protests every day to hopefully create a better future for everyone in Iran, but for especially standing up for the rights of women in Iran since their government completely changed in 1979. And I wanted to mention that the original kind of rebellion that took place in 1979 was something that I had started taking notes on and would really like to do a full-length episode on, but it is a history that I am not familiar with at all. (laughs) There are so many terms I'm not educated on and events in history in Iran that I am not educated on, so it's something that might take a little bit of time for me and a little bit of reading, but it's something that I'm really dedicated to because, like I mentioned before starting this topic, This is such an important moment in our world history, and I want to be educated on everything that's going on now and that was happening in the past to help us lead up to this, and I think that you all should be informed about it as well, because I think that the more that we can understand about our past mistakes and our past accomplishments, the better we can go about a bigger revolution right now. I have one more very short story for you all. But before I do that, I do have to make you listen to some ads for a moment. I'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm back, and I want to finish on a happy note. This week, beauty pageant queens Miss Puerto Rico and Miss Argentina, Mariana Valera and Fabiola Valentin, shared on Instagram that not only had they been secretly dating the last two years, but they secretly got married. The two women met in 2020 at the Miss Grand International Competition and both made it into the top 10. After that, they stayed close through social media and apparently immediately began dating. They've been together like ever since, which I think is very common with people who started dating like right before the pandemic. I was talking to a coworker today that was saying that her best friend was like, oh, you know, we're in lockdown. I'm going to move in with my boyfriend for a week so we can like do it together. And then they just, she never left and still lives there now. And I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Uh, Same reason why everyone got dogs and things like that. We all, and babies, we all made very important life-changing decisions, except for me during the pandemic. But they've been dating for about two years, it says, and the caption of a photo from their wedding day reads, after deciding to keep our relationship private, we opened the doors on a special day. (laughs) And it's so sweet. All right, Dorothy is getting restless. I think she's ready to go potty outside. And that is all I have for you today. I would really love any suggestions for news topics that you would like me to discuss. If you have any topic suggestions, please email me at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at angryneighborhoodfeminist. Also, if you just want to like reach out and say that you enjoy the show or have a question or just want to say, hey, anything, um, my DMs are, I want to say, always open. Um, They're always open to all of you. They're not always open to anyone in the world. But if you want to reach out and say hello, if you have anyone in mind that you think would make a good co-host or sidekick for the show, if you want to shoot your shot and get in there yourself, any of those things, please feel free to contact me and we can chat. Another great way to stay involved with the show is to go to our Facebook group page. Now, I really suck at being a part of it, but there are a few listeners who pretty consistently like to post some stuff. The things that are posted on Instagram, which is where I spend most of my time, are automatically transferred over to Facebook, so you can comment and respond over there as well if Facebook is more your jam. There's also a Facebook business page, and there you can also rate and review the show. And if you want to do even better, you can either rate and review on Apple Podcasts or leave a rating on Spotify to truly show me your love and devotion. Right, Dorothy? Yes, so many kisses. All right, kiss the microphone. Can you kiss it? Kiss it. Okay, she's avoiding it. Usually she licks anything in front of her face. All right, do you ready to do the sign-off? That's all we have for you today. With all that being said... 
you to rage on. <laughs> Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.